this isn't the final destination of your innovation journey, but it is the next step. Welcome to the Synapse Podcast. Is entrepreneurship for you? Now, this is a question that I think that everyone asks themselves at some point in their life. Do I want to be a business owner? Do I want to go down that journey? But it's also a question that entrepreneurs who are already in the game ask themselves probably every year, right? You're in the middle of all these stressful situations. It feels like you're never slowing down. And you go, man, is this what I want to do? So we're going to be joined by two people who are very fascinating. We're going to be joined by Dr. Mark McNeese and John Breed. And these gentlemen are both professors at the Florida State University's Jim Moran College of Entrepreneurship, but they are not just professors. It is not just an academic conversation. They are both experienced entrepreneurs. So they're going to be going through their successes, their failures, and sharing some of the questions that we should ask ourselves about risk, reward, launching new businesses, uh, you know, if you're doing that while you're balancing a full-time job, and then it's just the realities of funding, growing your own business, and what that'll mean for your life. So now I'm going to turn it over to Dr. Mark McNeese and John Breed. Well, good afternoon. Um, I am Professor John Breed. This is Dr. Mark McNeese uh, of Florida State University, the Jim Moran College of Entrepreneurship. And before we go into a little more introductions on that, this is the Is Entrepreneurship for You? Um, so... Mark McNeese and I are uh, colleagues at the Jim Moran College of um, Entrepreneurship. Uh, Mark is actually one, we are both actually founding faculty members of the college. Mark's developing our latest graduate program on entrepreneurship and specializes really um, in helping companies and entrepreneurs gain a competitive edge through corporate responsibility and innovation. Um, did I get that right, Mark? How are we doing? Yeah, absolutely. We got that. All right. Awesome. And so my background, uh, I teach in the undergraduate program uh, of the Jim Moran School of Entrepreneurship, Jim Moran College of Entrepreneurship, excuse me. Um, I specifically focus on um, technologies, in particular, uh, uh, emerging technologies in e-commerce and the business models around them for entrepreneurs. Um, and we're really excited to be here with you. So yeah. let's and just also jump Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, and also, uh, we're not just academics. We're actually both serial entrepreneurs. Uh, we're both still uh, active in the marketplace. Uh, uh, um, I personally um, have started uh, for-profits and non-profits over the years, had a successful exit uh, with a company, a family business uh, back in California. Uh started a chain of uh, coffee com uh, coffee shops called Red Eye Coffee uh, that uh, is uh, ethically sourced coffee and uh, focuses on social uh, responsibility. And then John, tell them a little bit about your, your entrepreneurial chops. Yeah, for sure. Um, Mark, that's a great point before we sort of dive into the subject. Um, of both of us being not just academics, but uh, certainly 
entrepreneurs in our own right. So my background is a little more on the e-commerce side. Um, I've started really three, founded three companies. I've had two uh, uh, consistently good exits um, and one not so great. And I've been in the e-commerce space, the graphic design um, and sort of web development space. And then third, actually in um, much like you in the restaurant and food services space as well. Um, and have, in, in other cases, I've also run a couple of other uh, mid-tier sort of tech companies for investment groups as well. So um, good point, Mark. I'm glad we got that on the table. Um, it's, uh, again, we're, we're excited to be here, but let's just dive into the subject matter of, um, of entrepreneurship and, and is it right for you? And, and maybe try to give the, the viewers here a chance to uh, kind of dive behind the covers there. So what, why don't we start with the good stuff? So Mark, why should someone be an entrepreneur? What's the positives out of it? What is your experience around that? And, uh, and, and we'll just sort of go back and forth on that subject first. One of my absolute favorite things about being an entrepreneur is I feel like it's one of these things that uh, you get to experience other people interacting and enjoying a product or service that you conceptualized. Uh, like when I walk into a red eye coffee uh, and I see people enjoying, you know, ethically uh, sourced coffee and things like that and uh, enjoying themselves and meetings are happening, you know, they don't know who I am, but just to see people like actually making part of their daily routine, something that I thought about in my head and now it's a reality. And that's one of the things that I absolutely love about entrepreneurship. I, I think about uh, how cool it must be uh, for, uh, say like Elon Musk, uh, seeing people drive around in a Tesla um, or, uh, you know, or, you know, just tons of different, you know, just kind of like entrepreneurial stories, just people interacting. How about you? Yeah, I, I, I think you're nailing a lot of that, right? It's the, uh, certainly the outcomes of entrepreneurship when 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 your enterprise is, is operating correctly and you get to see people use the product or service and see their smile on their face, I think is a big deal. For me, a lot of it came out of... Um, wanting to really wanting to build my own culture uh, internally with the people I work with. Um, and I think a lot of us go through that if um, uh, if you've worked inside of an organization or, or been in a place where you felt like maybe the culture wasn't exactly the way you thought it should be um, and how people were treated and maybe not being as customer centric. So I always enjoyed and continue to enjoy when I have that opportunity to really impact a culture in the team that you're working with. And I, I share with you that uh, there's few things um, cooler in life than than to see someone use your product and 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 be happy about it and be so happy about it that they tell other people like my, yeah my, or they're wearing yeah go ahead or they're wearing the wearing your brand or you know yeah. tweeting about it or or whatever it's just it's it's super cool I like I geek out on on it uh, to this day and you know I uh, it's just yeah. Cool. Yeah, and I'll, I'll even take that step. So let's 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 go up a level, right? As opposed to being down in the mac, uh, micro for us, let's go macro. Um, the other part about entrepreneurship that just uh, fires me up on a daily basis is I, I'm just not sure there's um, 
too many other more positive forces in the world today than entrepreneurship. Um, partly around the idea that we're you're solving problems. Certainly, um, the opportunity for people to impact their own lives as well as others. Um, and then third, I think it's the opportunity uh, to to really um, create wealth. And I, and I think sometimes we we shy away from the the wealth term, but money being not static but elastic, and you can create it. Um, those are really positive things in the world today. Uh, whether that's create, in, in, yeah, go ahead. And create wealth not only for yourself but other people. For sure, for sure, and 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 potentially to your point, even when we talk corporate responsibility throughout the value chain, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and allow customers to have a positive impact in that sense. So, to me, the we both geek out a lot on this, and we spend most of our days talking about it, but. Um, I don't know a better kind of process or system or environment than entrepreneurship to have a person sort of design their own success. And that, that success can be very different, right? It can be uh, the one that wants to design their success around having the most impact on the environment or the most impact on early learning development for, for, for children to, I want to just have the absolute most dominant retail store in X. Like, I think that there's all kinds of levels and entrepreneurship, it, you know, the culture sort of expands and, and, and can change to what that entrepreneur wants to shape. Like to me, that's, that's the thing that I get most excited about. The other thing that I really like about it too is, uh, and hopefully this will come across correctly. Uh, you don't have to ask permission. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, as a as an entrepreneur, like your success and your speed is on you. And I always think I have so much respect for entrepreneurs because there's nobody checking their time card, right? There, there's nobody. Yeah. Hey, did you make those sales calls, or did you go to that networking event, or did you, you know, do some prototyping? Like right before this call, I was like trying to eke out like some time to work on a prototype that I'm currently working on and I want to launch. And there's nobody telling me I have to do that. Right. Like there's nobody, uh, I don't, I'm not answering to anybody except myself at this point. Yeah. I, I think there's a level of control there, right. That, um, that is super interesting that, um, doesn't have to equate to a, a quote unquote nine to five. Right. And the, the metrics that you decide to measure the startup on, I mean, there's some core basic ones, of course, but some of those steps along the way, you decide those, right? And and I think the the not asking for permission thing is an incredibly powerful statement around entrepreneurship. Like in, in the world that we live in today, right? In, in, in a mobile platform where you're in, in one city, I'm in another city uh, with a pandemic raging, you and I can still build a product and we don't have to go ask anybody and we can use mobile technology or these sort of platforms and just go and do, right? And that's the sort of world we live in. And 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 honestly, I think that's um, the faster people understand that, the more likely we're, we are to see people transition to an entrepreneurial mindset, I believe, right? I mean, is that right. a thought process for you? So maybe Mark, let's let's dive just a little bit deeper in into in the things as to why we like it, and then um, just for uh, for for uh, sake of sanity of our listeners, then we'll kind of head towards some of the things that are challenges or some of the difficult pieces. 
But I want to go a little bit deeper on this with you. So let's pick off like uh, some of the stuff that you've done, um, whether it be, um, you know, building a coffee shop or some of that. Like what at what point, right, when you were building Red Eye or maybe in a company that you helped consult on where where it went from challenge to like, hey, I think this is a success. And that that sort of feeling starts to come over to you of a little bit of entrepreneurial pride. Can you take me through that maybe in, in, in an organization you've worked in or or where you've gone from sort of dream to like, this is a real entrepreneurial business that actually has recurring revenues and those kind of things? Yeah, I, uh, that's a challenging because there's so many there's so many different yeah. aspects uh, to to that that question. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I ever felt successful like I, I like last year uh was a really challenging year and i i got a lot of positive recognition in 2019 like i won awards and and stuff like that you know for being an entrepreneurial influencer here in tallahassee and all this kind of different stuff and i almost felt like i was a fraud because like i was like putting out all these fires and everything and 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 people are like oh you're doing a great job and i'm like man this is really hard and i don't know if yeah. i did a great job um I, I think it really just goes back to uh you know uh, are people enjoying your product or service are they are they are they you know raving fans um uh uh, and do they want to make it, you know, part of their life? Like some like milestones, especially in the red eye story, you know, it was a lot about, you know, how much, how much money that we could invest, uh, in, uh, yeah. uh developing countries and, and how, you know, how much food could we buy for the food bank here in Tallahassee and things like that. But you know, so those were always good things. But I remember like one time that I really felt like we got a we got a cool brand is where um, a wedding contact or two, a couple getting married contacted us. And I think I've told you this story, but uh, and just said, hey, our first date was at Red Eye and we're getting married and we want to have Red Eye at our at our wedding. And I was like, that's super cool. Like the most important day of these two people's lives and something that I created, they, they want it part of that, their special day. So how about you? Yeah, I think, I think I can sum this up pretty quickly. Um, when we were running, um, a stationary and gift design company that was a B2B play. So we would oftentimes go to trade shows and in particular, a, an international trade show was, every year was in New York and uh, and it was a lot of tension and you're trying to release new products and we've been doing it for some period of time. And two, two things happened that suddenly went, wow, this is uh, yeah, I should really take stock in, in, in what we've, what we as a team have produced. Uh, the first thing that happened was uh, some products ended up on in some major magazines and on to the today show and as sort of these leading edge sort of products. And, and I had watched our designers, sweat and my business partner who was my wife um who has more of the creative bent just sweat every detail and think about things and tear products down and rebuild them and re do all those late night hard nights that people don't see the 
the 95% of what really goes on in the background, the putting out the fires, the, the dealing with suppliers and, and, and all those kind of challenges to literally seeing those products out in an, in an, in a national setting in a major magazine was pretty intriguing. And then in a trade show where we're trying to sell to retailers to get more retailers to stock the products on their website or in their store, that as people were walking up, before I said anything about who we were, they were telling me how they had already heard about our product, right? And and there was that moment of, um, wow, I mean, I, I, and, and I don't wanna misuse and don't let this land the wrong way to everyone. There was, there was some real pride there of like all the hassles. So um, I hope that for anyone who gets, who, who goes down this journey, right? And we're talking about in terms of, is, it, is this right for you? It, it's, it's a really challenging journey and, uh, and very few people will really understand the challenges that you face as an entrepreneur. But there are those moments that, that if everything goes the right way for you and the timing's right and the team's right and the funding's right and all those kind of things, there are some moments I don't think you can ever, you, you, will ever, ever leave you. And they'll change your worldview, uh, I think. But let, let me transition. Let's transition a little bit, Mark. So we're, we're like 16 minutes in. So let's talk about some of those challenges, right? We've, we've kind of alluded to them already. Um, the, the entrepreneurship is a tough, tough road. Maybe give us some reasons why. And, uh, you know, I don't want to war story them to death, but maybe some examples, right? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, on the, on the flip side of what you love, you know, uh, you know, I think entrepreneurship is very, very personal, right? Uh, it's, you know, a lot of times we talk about birthing our baby or something like that, you know, that, you know, going from the conception of the idea to the actual launch and, uh, you know, I, uh, it can get really challenging, especially if people, uh, you know, say bad things about about it or uh, or if you invite somebody into the organization via like an employee or something and they damage uh, uh, your your brand, uh, they either steal from you or they just don't care Uh uh, you know, and as you get bigger and you get more employees, uh, Red Eye at its height had 80 employees. It's a lot of moving parts. And, uh, and you know, there was a lot, just to be honest with you, there, there was a lot of nights where I just had so much anxiety because there was, uh, and it was hard sleeping because, you uh, like culturally it wasn't going the right way that there was just, you know, had some, you know, disgruntled employees, had some disgruntled, you know, customers and, uh, you know, and, you know, heck with COVID hitting and overnight, you know, when your business model is having people come and sit in a small space and spend time together, uh, that that's a terrible business model during COVID. And, you know, our, our, Revenue dropped off like ninety percent. Well, we went without any revenue for a few weeks at the beginning, and uh, and then you know it dropped off like eighty percent. We're still only back uh, to about sixty, maybe sixty-five percent of our pre-COVID 
revenue. And that's just hard. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, like, I, I think there's a lot of, a lot of difficult things. Let me, let me jump in for a sec. And then I start to think, um, so we're, we're personalizing this a lot. And, and I think it's hard not to, as an entrepreneur, um, to think a lot about the struggles that you go through. Um, I would suggest, and I know you feel the same way, but let's, let's bring this topic up. You also just feel responsible for a lot of folks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and think about the, the, the people who put their trust in you. If, if there's funding, um, if you're if you're borrowing money from relatives, if you yeah. are fortunate enough to have outside investors, um, you know the 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 way that can change a relationship is super uh, super hard to overemphasize in entrepreneurship. And the same applies to the employees that come on that journey, right? I mean, if you're in a startup mode, um, you're not just selling to your customers; you're selling to your suppliers. And you're selling to the people who join you on that journey, right? So, I, I think a lot about the challenges for me um, in, in startup mode is um, an overwhelming concern about making sure that those stakeholders, other than me, um, feel we did the best we can possibly do, right? And that yeah. they can uh, see success and enjoy success, um, and that burden. Um, usually happens at night when you're not in the business. Like that's what it sort of hits you. I think it's what you're, you're pointing out sort of those anxieties, right? So yeah, I mean, it just, it's, it, you're never done, right? It's just, it's nonstop. And, and that's cool for a while. (laughs) Uh, It, it can, you know, especially like, uh, like entrepreneurship when it's going good, then I don't think there's anything better but when it's going yeah. bad, I don't know if there's anything worse, you know, because you're on the yeah. hook personally for everything and everybody, everybody's looking at you as, as the founder, everybody's got to get paid before you, you know, you got to pay your rent, you got to pay your light bill, you got to pay your employees, you got to pay your insurance and, you know, all your suppliers and that's your job, you know, and, and, yeah. And, you know, I'm, you know, I think it's what 95% of all uh, startups fail. Um, and uh, I, I'm surprised that they don't all fail, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean yeah. the, the, the chances that you're going to have the right team and enough money and product market fit and, and, you know, you know, what's happened with, with me, you know, we are one of the first independent coffee shops in Tallahassee. Well, a million others have popped up and just, you know, it erodes at your bottom line. And as the founder, it's your job to like navigate that. And it's challenging. And I'd say, you know, this is, is entrepreneurship for you. You know, if that kind of like, level of responsibility uh uh you don't want that then probably being an entrepreneur is probably not for you yeah i i think you're right there's an overwhelming sense of um everyone gets paid before you i I, um and just to stay on that subject for a second as to whether it's it's right for you um we both get to deal with a ton of uh really uh intelligent well-meaning 
students with great skills who who come to study entrepreneurship and and seek mentorship uh, about their 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 plans. And oftentimes, where I know that that someone's not in the right frame of mind is when you ask them the why question: Why do you want to be an entrepreneur? And and they say, I want to be I want to be my own boss, right? Yeah. And I want to get rich. Um, yeah. Those two things are 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 arguably um, yellow flags for me um, because I, I think uh, if you don't understand it from an entre entrepreneurial standpoint that everyone else gets paid first, your suppliers, you know, the electric company, the internet provider. If you've got a web developer you're working with, you've got to pay them before you ever have that website up. Any employees on the back end, and all that sort of then trickles down to you. Um, Granted, in the right set of circumstances, that can be significant. But um, I think you do a great job, Mark, of sort of highlighting the feeling of an entrepreneur, um, someone who's done it over years in, in different ventures. That's the tough part. I was going to just say just straight up sleep deprivation, maybe, is uh, if we <laughs> want to take it to a deliverable. Um, and that and, uh, and loss of hair for both of us, um, I think, speaks to entrepreneurship. So let's 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 jump into a couple of more things and maybe let's we, we've got a little time here so we've kind of hit the the when it's right entrepreneurship can be the best experience you could possibly have professionally um and certainly uh it can have incredible impact for your customers and your stakeholders and you right um it's challenging you're the last to get paid the risk is on you People look to you in, in times of fire drills if you're the entrepreneur. Let me ask you a question. So uh, it's one of my favorite topics, but do you think that like entrepreneurship can be taught? Is this a, a nature nurture thing a little bit? And what's your take on that? Like are people just, some people might be destined, but do you have to be destined to be an entrepreneur to end up being a good entrepreneur? Yeah, I, the way I look at it is I always use basketball as an analogy. Uh, so can basketball be taught? So yeah, you can teach the rules, you can teach drill skills to get better. Can you teach someone to be Michael Jordan? Um, you know, he, you know, he's just a natural, right? Uh, that you know, uh, you know, he had great size, speed you know, jumping ability and, but, you know, Michael Jordan still was coached, right? He was coached his, his whole life. Uh, without that coaching, he would have ne never achieved the level that, that he reached. So, so yeah, I think uh, to, you know, there's kind of the nature versus nurture kind of thing. I, I, I think it's, you know, and both, uh, you know, can can we teach someone to be, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and, and have them launch the next uh, Facebook? Uh, you know, probably not. Uh, but I can tell you, uh, Mark Zuckerberg made a lot of mistakes, which we all do, that that he could have avoided uh, if if he had the tools that we teach at the Jim Moran College of Entrepreneurship. So. 
I think you can teach the skills and and the drills and and create an environment for for someone to succeed as an entrepreneur. But I think at it how far they go, you know, that definitely is part of you know their makeup, just like Michael Jordan or or Zuckerberg. What about you? What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think it's an interesting conversation. So I, I, I certainly think entrepreneurship can be taught. Um, and by taught, I mean uh, better skills, um, a toolkit, so to speak, uh, to to be better at entrepreneurship and certainly uh, help mitigate an entrepreneur's risk at times and to go into um, opportunities eyes wide open. Um, I, I do think that there's some skills that some people are more apt and more natural that, that help them, i.e. folks that uh, tend to persuade well and communicate well and and um, and recognize, sort of have some empathy around seeing problems and opportunities from other people's view. Um, those are very uh, innate, um, I would suggest, entrepreneurial traits. Um, but I'm, I'm a pretty big believer in that entrepreneurship can be taught, much like if we go back generations, um, we it, it's now a foregone conclusion that you can go to a university or take courses on being a better manager and a better leader. Uh, but I think if you'd have gone back uh, 30, 40 years ago and you tell someone you're majoring in management, um, they would be like, you're going to college to tell someone what to do. Well, I think we now know that it's much more nuanced than that. And uh entrepreneurship isn't just starting a business per se there's a lot of other pieces around it uh to make that more successful so um i come down on the less less on nature um i mean less yeah and more on nurture and honestly i would suggest that timing matters a ton right um yeah absolutely you know, for for all we talk about a, a zuckerberg or or um or, or something of that nature there were definitely um, social platforms that had launched before that and even had traction, but the timing wasn't exactly right. Um, so I think, I think when I, when we sort of go through those pieces, what might be, and we're going to start to run up against our time a little bit, Mark, but if we've talked about the positives, we've talked about the, the potential negatives, um, mm -hmm. the personal costs it can take on an entrepreneur, a little bit about the idea that you can, learn to be a better entrepreneur if if all those things didn't scare you away um maybe a couple of a couple of skills that you think a budding entrepreneur ought to work on what would be things that you might think about skills that uh, so i think like every entrepreneur needs to learn how to ask the right questions to the right uh, it's, uh, we talk a lot about uh, with uh, about validation, like validating that you have a solution to a problem that's marketable. And and I think a lot of times uh, what I've seen is a lot of entrepreneurs don't want to go talk to their potential customers and they spend a lot of time and money creating a product or service that nobody wants or are willing to pay for. So I think that's, that's a huge one, you know, and that's, you know, um, something that you can definitely teach how to do and how, how to find those people 
where I don't think, you know, you just, you know, it's not all shaking hands and kissing babies and salesmanship, right? There, uh, I, I think a lot of products have been, uh, uh, spent a lot of years and time and money being developed and, uh, and that money was wasted and gone. I mean, you think about like the tech dot-com boom and bust. Uh, they could have saved billions of dollars if they went and did customer discovery and validated and, and did small bets along the way instead of building massive companies with massive overhead. When, you know, you talk about timing, you know, in the 90s, the world just wasn't ready for e-commerce. And yeah, yeah, obviously the infrastructure wasn't there, right? Yeah. yeah. And then now, you know, I mean, during a, during a uh, pandemic, um, you know, companies like Amazon have gone through the roof because it's the perfect product market fit right now. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. I think there's some timing issues. I think there's some innateness, um, obviously, we've talked about, but there's some, if, if nothing comes out of this conversation is um, we are in an environment where you can start a business pretty quick. Um, mm -hmm. You can certainly make small bets, right? And, uh, and do a little bit of, of validation in the marketplace, understanding who your customer is, your initial customer, and trying to move to sort of the, that, that smallest market to test and be willing to fail to relearn. I think those are the things that, that you want to sort of take someone who's thinking about entrepreneurship and how to make them, um, how to actually make them take those steps, right? Um, I also think that you just hit a point that it struck me when you said it is the dot-com boom and the amount of money built to build these organizations. And sometimes we get lost in the venture capital and hear all these great stories about, you know, A, B, C, D, E level of funding on these companies. Listen. Um, I, I think the way I crystallize what you just said is expenses don't make a business like going and spending a bunch of money does not make a venture. All right. It's, it's the customer and revenues that build a business, right? Like in my opinion, and, and honestly, the, the greatest lesson we try to give, or, or at least I know both of us do, um, is to try to convince people to start really small. Don't risk a ton. Right. Um, throw you know be careful with 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 taking on large expenses without understanding the market and what the real roi is uh and being very thoughtful about those things what, yeah. what are your thoughts about that and maybe we'll just sort yeah. of wrap this up about big big advice right yeah i mean i i think the um, entrepreneurship myth is oh if i could get you know millions of dollars in investing you know then i'll build this thing and it'll amazing the whole build it and they will come well you know what 95% chance they won't come you know and it's so easy you know to to go out and validate uh, your your ideas, you know, um, and there's tools on how to do that, and there's ways to do it where you can do it super, you know, cheap, and you can do it super quick, and and save yourself a lot of time and heartache. I think, you know, teaching these why we teach entrepreneurship is because we believe, or I believe, and I know you believe that we can help these students. You know, the reason that I. Uh, 
you know, I started an entrepreneurship consulting business is I believe that I can save, uh, you know, budding entrepreneurs a lot of time and a lot of money. And honestly, like I having somebody, you know, help them validate and and invest a few hundred dollars to figure out that nobody wants their product or the time's not right or they're going to have to pivot instead of mortgaging their house and and all of this kind of crazy stuff that people do before they know if anybody even, you know, wants it. And I think that's one of the great things that we're able to do is use these tools that we've developed and collected to help people through this process um, because there was nobody there to help me along the way. And I think if I would have gone through like the Jim Moran uh, college program, or if I would have been able to get an entrepreneurship coach uh, starting out, I it would have gone, I would have saved myself a lot of time and a lot of heartache. How about you? Yeah, I, actually, I think those are inspiring words. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm absolutely in it to teach it because um, had there been programs like we have access to that today, I think by early ventures, and I don't even name most of them because they failed, um, <laughs> would have been uh, would have been more impactful, right? And, uh, and, and I would have been a little bit smarter about um, the right ways to build a company and the right ways to serve a customer base. Um, but I also think, and, and I'm, I, I kind of want to end getting close to ending here, Mark, because I think your words are, 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 are spot on. Um, the flip side is if, if you're curious, you can do entrepreneurship really pretty easily today. Mm -hmm. You can start without, without quitting your job or quitting school mm -hmm. or any of those kind of pieces. Um, and, and the advent of sort of the, the platforms and the, the different tools that are out there, you could do it cheaply. Um, so if you're interested, I don't, I don't think there's any better time to do it just mitigate your risk, right? Wouldn't you say the same? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, and, and uh, there, there's tools, um, you know, to help, to help do that. And uh, I see Jagger has uh, joined our session. So uh, <laughs> I, yeah. that's, yeah, John, uh, that's John's got dog. Some words of wisdom, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you caught that chocolate lab in the back. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I think getting there is um, is is understand what you're getting into, recognize you can have great impact. It's going to be hard. It does not have to be as expensive as everyone thinks. Right. And right. Um, and if you're interested, there's no reason not to give it a try and go hustle through it and um, and going in with the right mindset. I think you can be a success out of it. It's probably not going to be the thing you start with, but um, typically we end up having some pivots. But I still believe it's one of the most powerful forces in in the world today, and certainly in Florida, in the in the United States, in the the, the multi trillion dollar economy we get to participate in. There's always space to go be an entrepreneur. There's always space to go add value, don't you think? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, just quite, you know, at its simplest form is if you can solve somebody's problem and they're willing to pay you to solve their problem, then you have a business. So I always tell, you know, my students, like, I don't have any ideas. And it's like, you don't need an idea. You need to go find people who have a problem and solve their problem and charge them 
uh, to have you solve their problem. And uh, it's really, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes along with it, but it, at its core, right? It's like, don't tell me an idea. Tell me the problem that you're going to solve and how how and how much yeah. you pay for it for you to solve their problem. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the perfect way to think about it. And the great, great way to wrap this up uh, at the end of the day, go, go create some value, reduce some friction for someone, uh, solve a problem for someone. And I'm pretty sure we can figure out how to monetize that and you'll have a business. If they'll pay you for that, um, when you solve someone's problem, they'll pay you for it. Um, the easiest way to think about entrepreneurship. Hey, um, we are super privileged to have the opportunity to to talk with you and, and sort of share thoughts about is entrepreneurship right for you? Um, we hope it is. Um, the world needs innovators. The world needs people to solve problems. There's a bunch of them to solve to be solved. I got all and sorts of problems I need solved. I well, I don't know about solving yours. That's a different story. <laughs> but um, the world does need that that innovation, and now probably more than ever. So, so jump in there, enjoy the conference, learn some things, and uh, and we hope to see you uh, see your new venture. Uh, shortly. Yeah. And thank and you so much I'm, for the time. I'm really active on LinkedIn. So if you're on LinkedIn, go ahead and send me an invite. Um, on LinkedIn, it's just Mark McNeese. So you should be able to find me pretty easily. And I don't know if, John, you want to accept the same invitation. Yeah, for sure. I think either one of us are very accessible. Um, Mark is also uh, has a, a uh, a consulting business you want to you want to talk about that a little bit that Mike can help people when they head down that road yeah yeah if you uh, I can save you a lot of time and money uh, guaranteed <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. just to help avoid uh, making mistakes but if you're interested yeah just just uh, hit me up so thank you so much for joining uh, this session hopefully you're pumped about entrepreneurship and and uh, we're excited to see what you guys create. Yeah, for sure. And we're excited to be part of the growing Florida entrepreneurship ecosystem. Uh, places like the Jim Rand College of Entrepreneurship, I think we're going to see uh, even more innovation and growth in the future. So thanks for having us. Mark, it was good to see you. Um, and you guys have a great session. And reach out to us if, uh, if we can help in any way. We're happy to help. All right. Cool. Thanks. Well, I hope that was really impactful and met you where you are on your journey. Um, I know it meant a lot for me to hear that. And it was very encouraging to hear um, and really just be able to empathize uh, with fellow entrepreneurs. I want to let you know that this is the first episode in something that we're calling the Startup Toolkit Series. And the Startup Toolkit is 12 sessions. And you can find them all at synapsefl.com for free. Just no email, nothing. Uh, just go to synapsefl.com and you can find all 12 startup toolkit sessions there. We'll be continuing to distribute them on the podcast here and uh, across all streaming platforms. Thank you guys so much for joining us again. We will see you very soon.